Welcome to the Wretched Hive Podcast. I got a bad feeling about this. Moss Eisley Spaceport. What are you talking about? You will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. This is ridiculous. We must be cautious. Actually, we're just a bunch of guys talking about Star Wars and other stuff. I'm looking forward to having some real talk with some real folks. That's good news. I like the sound of that. Welcome to another mini episode of the Wretched Hive Podcast. My name is Steve Baldwin, and joining me as always, my good friend, lifelong Star Wars fan, Scott Evanski. Oh my god, Steve, I am so excited to be here tonight. There is some great, crazy news I've got for the Hive tonight. There's just a little edge, a little uh, a little greater edge of excitement in your voice tonight, Scott. I can hear it. I can there feel is. it. I, I feel like I've joined the experience, the Star Wars experience, mm. and I can't wait to talk about mm. it. All right, well, we are here to, for me to interview Scott about his recent experience at Star Wars Galaxy's Edge here in Anaheim, California, about 20 minutes away from where we live. Scott was one of the first uh, to ride the uh, the new ride that's opened at Galaxy's Edge called Rise of the Resistance. It's not yet open to the public. Is that right? Not for the West Coast. For the West, It's open on the East Coast. Yeah. On uh, Galaxy's Edge East, East, if you will. I think that's what they're unofficially calling it. I think so, but yeah. it's open. We'll officially call it that. Yeah. But it's uh, it's a fi- it's opening next weekend here in Anaheim, and I I'm going on opening day next weekend when us you know like lesser people have to go with all the crowds and stuff. You got to go on a preview day. Is that right? That is true. I wow. am going to give a special shout out and thank you to mm-hmm. my friend Joe. Uh, and the Imagineers, I believe they were Imagineers. There are some uh, some artists that were involved in the making of this ride. Uh, Dane was one of them. Dane was the main person. I want to say thank you so much, um, all of you guys for and, and Bert. Oh, I think it was Bert. I'm going to forget your name. I'm so sorry, Bert. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, I, I want to say thank you to everyone that allowed me to come along and experience this. It was a, it was a huge thrill, and uh, I know there were a few hiccups along the way, but we had a fun time doing it. And um, let's get into it. Let's wow. talk about this. So, um, all right. So. I don't, where do I begin with this? So yeah. you will talk about your experience. Just really short answer here. Okay. When did you find out you were going to be able to go? Uh, and because it was very last minute, right? Like you called me the day before and said, oh my God. Yeah. Like how did this come about? Really I, quick. I got a, a quick text from a friend of mine, Joe. Yeah. Uh, and he gave me the heads up that this was going to be. So what they're doing is testing the ride right now through with employees. And I was uh, graciously invited to come along and experience that on Saturday morning. Yeah. Uh, and that's how it kind of all came about. Um, and then uh, we'll get into some of the other details about it later. But yeah, that's the basic gist of how okay. it got so into So you found out the day before. Yeah, I believe it was the day before. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. I was I, I was still in shock. I was still in shock from yeah, it. Yeah, so, right. Um, it, it, it was a great surprise. To, I mean, it was a surprise to see the text come in and, and just know that that's what was happening. Yeah. But then the anticipation, the, you know, knowing what this ride minus some of the spoilers that are out there. I've seen some of the pre-videos that were mm. coming out of the East. Mm-hmm. Um, I did have a little uh, understanding of what the ride was going to like ha- be in store. What was going to be in yeah. store for me? Yeah. So. Yeah. So there are videos out there from the East Coast feed uh, or the East Coast version of the ride. And yeah. then there's a great series on Disney Plus called, I think it's called Disney Imagineers that, that, that one of the, 
or Disney Imagineering. Okay. That one of the one, the last episode um, shows a little bit about the ride, but not too many spoilers, but kind of shows some of the science and the mechanics behind the ride. Yeah. But before we get there, so okay, so you were at Disneyland. This is this happened on a Saturday. Yeah. You said it was real crowded. It was crowded. Uh, I haven't been to Disneyland on a Saturday in I think close to. 20 years, 15, 20 right, years. Right. Uh, quite yeah. an experience. If you have not been to Disneyland. It's very, they're, they're, they're packing, um, uh, 75,000 people into a park that was built for 55,000. So it's <laughs> yeah, very easily. busy on a Saturday. Yeah. And so how was the line for you? Did you have like a special queue or did you walk right up? How, because you had this, you know, special opportunity with an employee pass, how did that go for you? Did you wait in line and Talk about that a little bit. Yeah, so I ended up going fairly early. I think we got there uh, between 8 and 9 a.m., mm-hmm. uh, and then we were giving uh, almost like the fast pass. We went to one of the queues, and we got like a special uh, – there was an employee fast pass area that we all met at, uh, and we ended up getting these – um, basically little cards that gave us group numbers. I see. So I got into group number 33. I still have my ticket. Like I, a boarding group. Yeah. Boarding it, was a, group. it was a boarding right. group. Okay. Um, and then you got called on this special app that they've just put out mm. there for this in, in particular. So you didn't have to use the app to get your boarding group. You were given a card. I was given a card. I still okay. have that card. So from what I understand, the typical um, uh, attendee will have to go onto that app, get on there, get in a boarding group, yeah. And I've seen some issues with the East Coast ride where it's like one guy from one group gets it, you know, in half an hour from now in the morning and then the other guy standing right next to him gets it like at 6 p.m. Yeah. Like it's pretty like it sounds like they're kind of working out some of the kinks. I think um, Disneyland West or Galaxy's Edge West mm-hmm. is already on top of that. Um, it seemed to go fairly smooth. We, we'll talk about some of the hangups I had also. We'll get into all that stuff. But the way that it worked... Uh, and maybe this was just for the employee uh, cast member experience. Yeah. Uh, but they did set aside these special groups with the fast pass process. Right. Um, but we still had to log into the app and it gives you okay, a notification, like a little uh, alert that says, hey, it's now is time for you to get over there and get into line and all that stuff. Got it. So. And so I, I understand there was a breakdown. You had to, you ended up leaving the park and going back. So I want to talk about your, your full experience with the queue and being in the queue. And so did that happen later that evening when you went back that you were kind of waiting in line to get up to your boarding time? Yeah. And honestly, the queue wait was nothing at all. Okay. Uh, just based on the way that their system was set up and the groups, uh, it was super fast. Okay. So how? So what was it like being in the queue for the ride? Is there Are there interactive elements of the queue itself? Yes. Uh, so the first part, you do feel like you're, you... Um, you get up into this this line that's kind of an outdoor alien planet area. So you're in the resistance area of Galaxy's Edge, uh, way on the far end. Well, you're, you're on Batu still. You're still on Batu, but yeah. you're on the far edge of it where the resistance base is kind of centered, where the right. character uh, role play action where Ray and Chewbacca and the other character that come out and run around and stuff. Mm-hmm. That all happens right there. Uh, it's the farthest point you can get before leaving Galaxy's Edge and heading off into what used to be uh, critter country. Or yeah, something. right. It goes, it, it exits right out there next to a country or down by country bear Dam- jamboree yes, and, yes. and the restaurant right there. So you're over yeah. in that area. Hungry bear restaurant. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Um, so 
you get into this queue, you're kind of walking through this. I was actually notified some of the special things. I'll, I'll pop them up in here while we're talking. Uh, it's the only waterfall that's in Galaxy's Edge is while you're in there. There's this kind oh. of trippy alien waterfall that I can't explain it more than you'll see it when you go through it. Mm, okay. It's kind of an odd. It looks like a normal one, but there's a weird kind of whirlpool looking thing that it gets cycled back up. And okay. It's great. They, it, hmm. uh, design really makes you feel like you're on an alien planet hmm. um, wonderful and that's all the exteriors and then you go into one of the caves and all I can say about getting inside the base the resistance base uh, and I think my friend Joe for this one great description it reminded him and I totally saw where he was coming from on this like Hoth but in more of a cave hmm. uh, kind of mm-hmm. sandstone setting so like the walls are carved out of the stone, totally sort of just carved. like Hoth was carved out of the glacier. Same or, concept, same looks, and even the same feel with the uh, the whole system setup, like the lights and the speaker systems inside. Yeah, you feel like you're walking down these hallways in Hoth, just with sandstone and rock. Got it. So while you're in the queue, before you you go into the resistance base, are there are there any ships out there? Anything to like? Because um, I know at the at the entrance there almost there's like a like a gunner's turret. Yes. Sort of like protecting, almost protecting the base. Sort that, of. Is, that is the main turret that's protecting the entrance to the, the hidden right. base. And then are there any ships in there as you're walking through? Not the... until you get to a certain point. Uh, we're going to get into that. So once you enter the main base, you walk through all the hallways, you're going to come into what looks like a rebel, like the, um, uh, uh, the base on um, Yavin. Okay. Very similar to those same glass oh, like panels. Sort of like the pyramid. Oh, oh, the and the rebel base on Yavin 4. Yeah, exactly. Got it, got it, got so it. So you walk in. I think I took a selfie shot, which is up yeah. on our page of Like me. the war room. The war room. With the, with the glass panels and the green circles. Like, yeah. For the, plotting the strategy for the battle, yeah. So you kind of walk in there, and you're not in that room very long. They mm-hmm. do have a door shut, and mm-hmm. you're kind of soaking in everything, all the, uh, the ambiance there. But you do feel like suddenly you are now in this base setting. You are part of this resistance. Right. You start to learn the story at this point. Uh, it's real brief, but you get moved into another room, which becomes the interrogation room or the briefing room. The briefing room. Uh, and this is where all the amazing stuff starts to happen. Now, are the glass really quick on the glass panels and like the war room setup? Are those interactive at all? Or are they just there for like you know picture taking? Or can you touch them, interact with them at all? You can touch them. I didn't see any interaction. Like things changed or different. I mean, I I need to go back through this again and do yeah. more stuff. You they do move you through this ride fairly quick because it's a long ride. Uh, I'm going to get to that point. It's the longest ride or very close to the longest ride in amusement park history. Something to Mm, that effect. mm. Close to 15 full minutes that I waited. And it depends on one part or one aspect of this ride. We're coming to that. Okay. So Uh, you're in the resistance base and you go into like the briefing room. Yeah. And who, who does the briefing? So the first thing that happens, you walk into this next room, you almost feel like the haunted mansion where you're getting moved into the elevator room Mm. and things start to happen at this point. Okay. Right. So the, the first room door shuts, you're now in the briefing room and a bunch of panels light up and you're going to see a character that looks very similar to Admiral Akbar. They do name him. I don't remember his name uh poe dameron comes up but bb-8 is the one who rolls into the room an actual bb-8 comes out and and he's kind of elevated above you like a like one story above you sort of like or 10 feet off the ground and he is very interactive or the cameras are set up however the the ride the animatronics are with the people there Mm -hmm. so people that get a little too close 
BB-8 gets a little freaked out, starts moving around like he's scared and rolls away and hides and mm. does stuff like that. Mm. He does start talking. There is a little translation thing that kind of happens, and then the panels light up, and that's when we start to get a breakdown of what we're there for. And we are not resistance. We are people that are being taken away by the resistance to help like uh, evacuate like the being planet. being taken to safety. We are, yeah. The resistance are, is evacuating you, taking you somewhere yes. to safety. Okay. Which all will change through the, the process of the ride. And that's what you're, you're being told in that room that, okay, yes. don't worry, we're going to get you to safety kind of a thing? Basically. And okay. Ray, at one point, a hologram does light up and Ray comes in yeah. and she starts talking to you. I saw your image of that. That looked really cool. It's so freaking amazing to see it it's so realistic and the dimensions the, the concept of it i mean it's it's what you've seen on tv with the music yeah. the 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 dead uh, rock stars that they've re like animated mm. through old hologram or this hologram technology just done so much better is it three-dimensional or is it Full like a on. flat panel no there's can... no panel in fact the room that you saw in the picture that i posted Steve, yeah you see that room and it is just this elevated area with this giant projector thing that comes down and it lights her up and that's it's fully her it's just wow and she's full size and you're just standing right there and it's like ray is right in front of you looking mm. around at individual people too that's the creepiest mm. part now do they use daisy's voice for that as well yes yes poe dameron is is oscar isaac okay talking um oh po, so poe is there too is a hologram or yeah, no no he is actually on one of the video panels because oh. he's prepping the x-wing to take off with you okay outside so there is a story that's being told to you and you're learning who you are she mm. is kind of recruiting you as resistance but you are also under evacuation got it so you you are now part of them being protected by them but they need your help to move faster. And that's all inside. That's Everything's inside, and all you're right. on your own. Your own free will. You're walking around. You're in multiple rooms at this point. Oh, so yeah. can you go back and forth from room to room? At or one, is it... you got to st stay with your boarding team, I would think, or boarding group. You probably could. You just don't want to because the story keeps moving forward. Yeah, I see. And if you don't stick with okay. it, you kind of... When I mean, you said you're on your own, you can go room to room. It kind of made it feel like you can almost like just walk around and check things out. The two rooms are kind of connected. Okay. So the two main big rooms are two separate rooms, but you can kind of like go back and forth. Okay. And, and they're getting a group of about 30 people, I think, at this point. Okay. 20 to 30 people. All right. Uh, and then you'll get split up later on. You'll see how this happens. Okay. Uh, so you're well. So you're given instructions. Yes. In the briefing room, and then so what happens next? Do they show? Do they move you outside onto a ship, or like what happens? Yeah, there's a big alarm that kind of goes off, and some of the uh, resistance fighters come through one of the pa panel doors on a farther door now. So now you're moving further into the ride. Okay. Um, and they start to escort you and load you onto a uh, what looks like a miniature version of the Tantive Four. Um, oh, just a little bit different, but it it's a small uh, cargo ship type shuttle. Uh, but as you walk out, it is full size. So is it outside? You're outside. Now. So now, so you walk outside like the other side of the building. Yeah. And now you're outside and you're boarding a ship. Is it, uh, is it almost as if you're getting on like the, almost like this is a landing area where the ships land and now you're yeah. going to board a ship. And I'll tell you this, it's a full size ship. It is not a 
fragment of the well, ship. What are we talking or about? Piece. Like the Millennium Falcon size? It's well, it's smaller than the Falcon, but yeah. it looks like the Tanta Four, and it's a cargo ship that holds at least thirty people, and it's massive. So you, when you were walking up to this thing, what were you? I walked were, up to how the engines. You, what were you feeling? Oh no, I went right up to the engines because you can go to the entire ship. You can go up to the cockpit. It's an Admiral Akbar or the character that looks like him that you were just yeah, talking to. Right, is in that ship ready to fly Some, you out of there? Someone from Mon Calmari. Right. Up there. So, yeah, but what's yeah. crazy is you're in the outside hangar you're in what looks like a cave with a giant opening and there's this giant transport but if you turn to the right there is a full-size poe dameron x-wing right there being prepped Uh, as well so there that's where poe's x-wing is full-on huge ships so you're walking right up to both of them and you have access to go right take selfies and whatever oh yeah all right so so they're shuttling i've seen the video where the the cast member the rebel uh whatever support team is like, okay, please board. Let's go. We need yeah. to get you guys off. Got to get you moving. And so they get you on this ship. Yes. Close the door. And then what happens? So you take off on this ship and this is the simulator part. You're in this fully interactive uh, transport. Everything at this point now becomes almost like star tours, but you're not sitting down. You're not buckled in. You're standing up and you're going to feel the craziness of what so happens. So there's like a handle, like on a subway where yeah. you grab over oh, your yeah. head kind of to hold on. And they tell you, hang on. Because wow. some stuff happens. So okay. you take off. And what's great is you see Admiral Akbar. I'm going to keep calling him that. I don't know the character's name. but And you see. He's the pilot. Right. And the other one is Nine Numb from the Millennium Falcon from Return of the know, Jedi. I know there's a story about that, that Nine Numb apparently dies in Episode Nine. I don't know if you saw that. Maybe well, we'll cover that on next week's show. He is. We need to have a discussion because yeah. it is him. Okay. They do call him out as Nine Numb. So, really? Yes. Okay. And right. he is wearing the same outfit from. It's Return not a different Ugnot. No, no, no. It is. Oh no, no, no! This is the the co-pilot they of call, the Falcon. No, I know. With they Lock. call him. He's they not call a, him Nine Numb. Nine Numb. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So here's the catch: there in the front, and you see through the front wow. of the cockpit that you just walked in, and you see the entire cockpit. So you're looking through the front windshield of the thing, but if you turn around, yeah. the transport has a rear view window and okay. stuff's happening in front and behind you at all times. Now when you board when you initially board and you look out the front cockpit window, yeah. does it look just like it looked when you were outside Absolutely. the ship? So you're looking at like the exit of the bay and everything. This okay. is where I think they blacked out a lot of stuff and since it's been open on the east coast, now we're gonna talk about it on West Coast because there's okay. some great stuff here. Not only do you see the uh, entire hangar area, yeah. but you see everything that happens when you take off. So as you're taking mm-hmm. off, mm-hmm. you see Batuu just like you saw it in Galaxy's Edge when you've been walking around. Oh. And instead of Disneyland and all the lands, they've created the alien world where the rest of the normal around Disneyland Batuu. park. Yeah. yeah. So you take off, and you, if you look out the rear viewfinder, you will see the planet slowly in the town or Galaxy yeah. Town, whatever you want to call it, right. village. Fading away. Outpost. Black yeah. Spot. Yeah. But what's even crazier is now you have Poe and you have two other X-Wing escorts that come in and they are on panels around you talking to you. So there's panels on the sides too. And, so not just front and back. And this so it's is, like you're surrounded by windows sort of? Yeah. Well, at, okay. it's mostly front and back. And then there's a couple video monitors so you can keep in communication with the X-Wing pilots. With your escorts. And this okay. is where all hell breaks loose because that's as you're flying away... Star Destroyers come in from <laughs> hyperspace, yeah. and you're surrounded, and a full-on battle takes place. Wow! And okay. you start to see your pilots being annihilated, taken out, 
as fighters are coming in and they're unleashing their weapons on your ship. Yeah, and are you feeling the hits as oh, the laser the blasts whole hit thing your ship? Is rocking like crazy, but Jeez. the craziest isn't even there yet. It's the minute everything gets taken out, Poe gets knocked out and he gets I don't know, he jumps out of there somehow and yeah. Boyd's getting killed obviously. Mm. Um you get taken uh, prisoner. So so how okay, so I think I feel like you're jumping ahead a little bit. So so there's a space battle. Yes. You're, you're, the X-Wings are knocked out. Poe's gone. And now you're you're going to get captured by one of the Star Destroyers. Right, because you're trying to avoid them. But as all your team is getting taken out, yeah. no one's left to protect you. And they take the transport captive by a tractor beam. So is it like in, in Episode 4 when the Tanti 4 is, is like in the tractor beam and it's brought into the hull of the Star Destroyer like that? No, it's even better. It's like what you see in Rise of Skywalker where there's like instead of... Like uh, when uh, Kylo and Ray are having a tug of war with oh. the ship, you start getting pulled up, and the whole ship feels like it's tilting up and backwards. And oh you're, my god, you're hanging on for dear. How life. severe is the the angle? The 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 feeling or the force that they make it makes it feel severe. I'm sure it's not, but yeah. you you have to be holding a bar at this point, or you're gonna slip and fall. You'll fall or bump into people. Like you will. It's, <laughs> That's awesome. It is. I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna wow, give. I can't believe they did this. I'm breaking out that of this for so one cool. second. We'll get back into the description. I'm gonna give major props, and you know me from the show. I am. You're not, very critical. I'm of, very critical yes. of Disney. Yes. Huge props to Disney on okay. how they made this ride presented and right. how you feel. Because I'm gonna get to the part where you were gonna just wet your pants. Well, they gave. They gave. <laughs> it sounds like they gave the Imagineers carte blanche. To oh, like they make full this on. All right. So so it, it get so you're sucked into the tractor beam. Yes. Um, you're you're captured by the Empire, the First Order. Sorry, I'm sorry. First Order, sorry, original trilogy guy here. <laughs> so you get you, you get pulled into the ship. Yes, and the doors open of the of the transport. Right? They or don't what, open. How, they like, force their way in. They f- okay. Yeah, they break. Do they blast in. their way in. This is where it's like the Tantive Four. They cut through and they pull oh the whole side God. of the panel open, and you're you are forced out in gunpoint. By the first order, by stormtroopers, by uh, officers. Okay, you were forced out by the officers and like first order uh, regalia. Full on. Okay, I'm going to tell you right now. Real people. These are real people, not animatronic people. These are actors. Don't be a fan. Don't freak out. They will give you shit. And they, I am not kidding you. We had. I am whoever this actor is. She was badass to the bone. And I have never been more scared of somebody as this. Like if you say, oh, my God, you look amazing. Oh, yeah. They are up in your face. Shut up, rebel scum. Oh, oh, it's (laughs) it's worse than that. I love it. It's worse than that. I'm warning you now. I hope you, Steve, when you go, I hope you have at least this person or this team of people because there are more than one. Mm. This is where you Mm. stop feeling Mm. like you're a fan or you're a person in the park. You feel like you are actually... Okay, first of all, you are not resistance anymore. You are now a sympathizer, and this is where it gets ugly. Mm. They haul you out of this thing at gunpoint. You are put on the deck of the Star Destroyer, and this is what I think a lot of people have seen. You see literally 50 to 100 stormtroopers in front of you, and it is nerve-wracking because you're right there, and they're all moving, and I think... I'm going to go have to go back and look at some of the video that all of us shot on there. <laughs> a couple of them are real. Okay, let me let me back up yeah. one minute. So 
they blast their way into your ship. Yeah, they cut open and they cut open the door, pull, yank the door off. Yeah, right. Yeah. It, oh, okay. It kind of or pull the door out and, and they... move it to the side. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, and then what do you when you're in the transport? What are you looking at as you're looking out this door that's been ripped out? You're looking at the entire bay, landing bay of a star destroyer. So you you were on the ground in your. I'm, I'm just trying to think of this of the logistics of how. The mechanics of this thing. I have no idea how they do so, this. So you're in the. You walk outside. You're in this uh, launch bay, launching bay portion of the rebel bay or the the resistance base. Here's how I'm going to say: There's when, a space battle, and then you don't move. But then you they open the door, and now you're inside this huge hangar that we've all seen. You are in a massive. It is not, and there's not anything fake about it. There's not like, oh, I'm only seeing 50 feet and everything else is a video screen. There is a video screen, but I'm going to get to that in just a second. Right. You walk into what looks like the size of a football stadium. Oh, my God. It is that massive. Oh, my God. You will cry. Steve, you're going to cry when you walk into this <laughs> thing. You thought the Falcon... I'm already trying to not cry right now. You. This is what got me into so much trouble with the First Order because I'm like... I'm in, you're geeking out. Um, like crazy i'm like take, trying to take pictures and they're yelling at you to put your devices away oh and you're also <laughs> you are awesome. not again you're not a human at this point anymore you're right. now a prisoner and you're you're referred to and they tell you this as a unit you are now a unit you're a sympathizer mm. and scum they do call you scum mm -hmm. quite a bit um and you are, are now a unit and your unit they'll ask you not not nicely how many are in your unit you tell them, you know, if you're single or you have two or four people in oh, your okay. party. I see. And they will tell you to march and they will escort you right underneath a row of giant, like life-sized TIE fighters into this hallway. And you're in this giant bay. Okay, so one step back on this. When you're looking at the entire bay, everything in this thing is real except the opening of the other side of the hole is a giant, like Dodger Vision-sized hmm. screen or multiple screens. So as if you're looking out to space. Space. Because you're in a huge like landing bay. And as you're doing this, other Star Destroyers and TIE Fighters are flying are by. Are flying by in, within your view. Within view. Okay. And it is right. so freaky real. So like, they march you out of the troop transport into this huge hangar. And it's like the hangar that... Uh, when, when Poe was captured in The Force Awakens and they on. bring him in. Okay. Yeah. It's like that. And yeah. it's intimidating. Gloss, shiny, glossy black floor. The whole the whole thing, just like in the in the films. You're we've full seen on. Many you're times. Full, you cannot walk up to the stormtroopers. There is a barrier where it looks like they, you know, line up their battalions. Yeah. So it is with it's consistent with the way the films look. But it's intimidating. Now, there were other, obviously, other boarding groups that mm -hmm. were in front of you and behind you. Do you see any other people no. milling around, or it's just nope. feel it's just you? You feel it's just the thirty people that were in your ship with you, and you you lose them too. This is where it becomes terrifying because you start to realize, and they don't shy away from telling you that you are a prisoner and you are here for interrogation. And as you get marched through with your small group of thirty. Yeah. You go down these kind of winding hallways on the on this Star Destroyer. It's massive. You're walking through a Star Destroyer, and you get out of the main hangar, and now you're in those 
tiny little cool imperial looking hallways. Yeah. And you get put like into the this, rectangular, uh, oh, triangular shaped hallways. Full on. And you get, it's a couple L shapes that you turn and bend and walk your way through. And yeah. you get into this room, which is a kind of a Y shaped divided room. Okay. With two troopers that are walk like looking out over you. I should have this, these up as we describe okay. this. Um, and that's where your groups get split into teams. Um, I'm sorry, your units uh, get split into. Here is mm-hmm. uh, I will post. I think some of these are posted. Oh yeah. Okay. So there's there's a hallway heading off to this direction and a hallway heading off the other direction. Your so way they split you in two. Yeah. So your entire group of thirty is right there at this point at this Y intersection, and they tell you to stop and wait and do not ask any questions. You're not allowed to talk. You're not allowed to laugh. You're Did anyone to... ask a question or oh, laugh? No, of course. I made, come on. Steve, how can you not? Come on. It's the hive, man. You know, I'm going oh. <laughs> to take one for the team on this. I'm geeking out. So I'm kind of laughing and smiling. I've got that beam of like, we just saw the yeah. Falcon and I got so much shit thrown at me from the first order. I had a lady up in my face yelling at me, calling me scum, telling me I was going to have my own private torture room. I'm not kidding you. These people will scare the shit out of you. That's fantastic. They are beautiful actors. Kudos, Disney, on letting these people do what the movies do, and that is terrify you. That's amazing. Um, They start to now divide you up after they yell at a couple people. They single out people and definitely yell at you. Uh, And then they basically tell you like you're a prisoner, like you're in prison. They're like they have yellow and red and gray and blue areas on the floors in two different directions. And you are told to go stand or follow the lines and follow the color codes. And that's where the yelling gets really crazy. They start screaming at you. Do you not know what gray is? Gray is right here. And you're standing on a gray line. So you can't argue with them. And it doesn't matter if you're right or wrong. You're wrong. So they yell and they they're just yell. giving you shit for oh. whatever they want. It's And they're up in your face. They, I think they gave them carte blanche like you can get up to at least four inches from their face. Wow. And they are like that brim of their, their hats yeah. are right up against you. Like I was seriously shaking. The first order has no space bubble. They uh, have training. N- no, there's no personal space. All right. So, so you get, you get shunted off to one of these groups, A or B. Yeah. And, and where do you go? Like what happens from there? So once you're there, that I think is a waiting period to allow for the previous groups that you don't see. Yeah. Uh. Uh, to move out of the interrogation rooms. you Everybody gets split into small groups at this point. So now it went from 30 down to, I think, about a group of six people. Okay. And, okay. and then you, that from there you go into an interrogation room. Yeah. And in that room is where you become interrogated, like full on. And it is... So who so, interrogates you? Kylo Ren actually comes in and interrogates you and from this, above, right? He's uh, this is the image I've seen is for, he's from above. Yeah. So the first thing is General Hux comes in, okay, and he starts like barking and calling you scum and telling you you're nothing but a sympathizer and Donald Gleason's voice. Full, it's full on him. It's, it's the whole cast. It's yeah, a, it's a basically what looks like a hologram or a video image that's amazing to look at. Mm. Uh, but Kylo Ren comes in, and at that point. He does use the force on you as a group and the whole room starts shaking and you just feel terrified. (laughs) Like it is like, (laughs) this is what you see that first time you see him hold Poe with the force Yeah, where it's got that kind of weird shake. And we're like, wow, that's a new way of showing the force. Right. You feel that in that room. Wow. And it's crazy. And then something activates sending 
uh, the two of them back to the bridge of the Star Destroyer. Like, I guess the rebels come back. They see okay. rebel signals coming, or I'm sorry, uh, resistance. resistance. Yeah. Uh, and so they take off, and then the, the troopers kind of show up and they're guarding you. And as that's happening, they sneak on board. And again, the side of the wall of one of the panels is on, starts a blowtorch. Oh, they actually tell you, do not stand near the walls because something will happen. You just don't know what until this point. And they actually bust through an entire side of the wall. The whole wall rips off. And there is your next section of the ride, which is a transport, which is an escape shuttle that, driven by like an R5 unit. Okay. And two rebel or resistance in their full like kind of camo kind of trashy gray looking gear. yeah like resistance battle sort of like yeah. ground gear or something they full on are right there just like with blowtorches and again and it's real people it's, it's real people actors yeah. acting and they're gonna blow they're gonna get you out of there and they just like they're move move get in the ship you know get in the ship get now move move and they're you're running and you're moving all the time it's crazy how fast you constantly wow. feel the pressure and the sense like time sensitive manner of it yeah yeah they put you in this ship, and that's they probably piloted. have to be like that, or people are going to sit there and walk around and look at everything and yeah. like slow everything down. It for really a does. And ride. this seriously, with all the movement and the fast-paced feeling of this, yeah, it's still a fifteen-minute ride. Gosh, it's so crazy. And at this point, you're now on the ride part of it, right? So now you're you're in this transport. You, yeah. So and and are the rebel the resistance. Um, Personnel driving you, no. or the R five droid is driving. There's you. a like a black. It looks like a uh, defector droid. It's a okay. black and kind of uh, a um, like a black and yellowish gold color okay. uh, R five unit. Okay, and it turns and it starts talking to you. Mm-hmm. It's moving around. It's instructing, and the, it's going to get you out. Right, and there is a panel that lights up, and Finn is on the panel, and he starts talking to you hmm. in full disguise. He's in stormtrooper gear. Oh, okay. Um, and the other two are like they yell at you. We're going to go get the rest of the group, and so they take off to go bust out the rest of your group. I see. So you get six to maybe eight people, I think, in the in a transport, and you take off, and it, you just start driving through. This little hover, it almost it's like a land speeder. Yeah, it's like thing. a hovercraft kind of a, a thing. Hovercraft, okay. and you're just cruising through all these main bays of the, of the Star Destroyer. Wow! I'm like, how much bigger can this ride possibly be? Yeah, this is where it gets super crazy. You bust into one of the main hangars, and you're underneath all of the adats. Right, and it's insane. Like <laughs> it's so crazy because they're full size. Yeah, and they're not like perspective. You know, like they didn't build them, so maybe it's not quite as big. You were that big, and it lifts you at one point. You're underneath the legs. You're flying in and out of the legs, and yeah. you're shooting at troopers with the front end of the droids firing at them, and we're all screaming and stuff. And next thing you know, it gets pulled up to a, an, uh, like an escalator type thing. You okay. get hooked up, and you start going up three levels, and now you're in front of the head of an AT-AT, and in it, Troopers were loading in, and they turn around and see you, and they activate the head of this thing, and it comes up and lights up. And oh, just, my God. The guns all, like, start to come down, and they face right in front of you. And they're going to just blow you to smithereens. And they do. They <laughs> unleash as the droid starts screaming, and the whole transport goes backwards, and the whole hallway as you're going, just lasers are lighting up the hallway, and panels are exploding all around you. <laughs> It is, wow! It is one. Of the, I think wow. this is one of the sections they didn't want people to feel. Uh, yeah, film. I don't think I've seen that. 
it's one of the most insane I've things. I've seen I've... the elevator go up, but not the thing going backwards with yeah. the panels blowing up. Because it's not just a straight back. It's like it's you're in a car that's out of control, and it's mm. swerving Because it's moving. just punching it in reverse, trying to get yeah. you up. And so where does it end up? Where do you end up with that transport? Keep, where do you go? You're going through all these sections of the Star Destroyer, and at one yeah. point you, you bust through a wall, and you end up on the underside of the bridge. If you've ever been on the seen the bridge of the Star Destroyers, there's all those workers yeah. on the bottom level as like Vader or Kylo Ren are right. walking on the top yeah. part. Yeah. They're up there, and you see them. And as you break through, they're alerted and they turn around. Kylo is up there? Kylo and, okay. and General Hux, Hux and a bunch of other people. And mm-hmm. so they turn around and the minute they're like, they start yelling at you, you know, traitors and all those sorts of names. And he ignites the saber and he starts coming after you. And, <laughs> and that's when the whole thing just, he, the droid takes off and you turn a corner, you bust through another wall and he's running down the hallway at you with his ignited saber. You can see him or he, hear him you know, or what? Oh yeah, I got pictures of him running at you. The blast door shut, and you're like, "Oh, thank God, you're safe." And right above you is the saver comes down through the ceiling, and it starts cutting open. <laughs> I'm just cutting a hole. The whole roof of the thing, and I'm just, I got a picture of that as well. It's amazing. It's terrifying, and you, you just keep, you take off, you get away from them, and you finally get a a, a signal from one of the rebel or the resistance, telling you where to go. You end up on the bottom side of the star destroyer, where all the escape pods are. And this is another part that they didn't show in the video. And this is one of the scariest parts of the ride. It now becomes a free fall. And so the whole yes. ride gets hooked into a panel thing. And you're watching on a video monitor the people that you were in the original 30 groups with. Yeah. In the other panels out through the bottom of what looks like then nothing's below you. Okay. Star Destroyer. Just a star spa- starscape? Yeah. Or just nothing? Okay. And you just see your friends all dropping and you're oh. like, Oh crap. And then, and then <laughs> you drop and it's about a 40 to 50 foot drop. So that, so you had to go up to get head level with yeah. the, with the at, at now you're coming back down. You're coming back down. Okay. Somebody wow, told that's, me that's brilliant. The height on it was 42 feet. I think that that's was the four number. stories. That's a pretty good drop. It's a hell of a drop and you'll feel it. It is t- <laughs> now. Does it bounce like the um, like no. the Guardians ride? You're just dropping as if you're dropping it out of a um, like an escape pod. You feel if you've ridden Free Fall at Magic Mountain, sure. and I'm sure other parks have similar rides. Yeah. You drop, yeah, and you feel it. And then they have a, a not a bungee, but something that's like a braking system mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. where you feel like engines ignite and catch you and and then you start to fly away and that's when they're chasing you and you actually get into now a chase sequence it doesn't end oh my god! you can't catch your breath on this ride just be prepared (laughs) take oxygen so now you're getting chased through space now it's another space sort of a battle or chase yeah so what you're doing is getting away as somebody's chasing you but you see the fighters coming in and they take out the star destroyer Uh, and you escape the x-wings come the other direction so now at the very end of this ride you're flying in and they're they're taken out so you're free but you're out of control because you've actually been hit Mm. and you're spinning out of control and you crash onto Batuu and you see Batuu as you're getting closer to it and it's cool because it looks like the park you see disneyland yeah. but it's just other things instead of like tomorrowland and all that right you see but it's where shaped like it is you tomorrow can tell land? you can kind okay. of tell oh, that's and, cool and you start to see where galaxy's edge and the spires black spire outposts <laughs> and everything are and you start heading in and you crash back in that area and and eventually 
they, you know, they're there. You survive. You get up, and the rebels all run to the side, which is the end of the ride. So they're right. unlocking you. You do have to be locked in at this point. You have a belt, and you have like a little thing uh, in front of you. Yeah. So you unleash your belt, and they're like, "Get out of the ride! Come on, get out of the, the transport!" Mm. And yeah, you need to get out. And there's Admiral Akbar on your shuttle, just hanging out, welcome, welcoming welcoming you back, back to safety, and all this stuff, and. It was so amazing, man. Wow. It was goosebumps. That's all I can say. And I can't, the experience of just being with real people on a Star Destroyer that don't like you made you feel like you were in the movie. Right. Actors are top notch. Like they just went all out. And hopefully you'll get the ones that are really into it. Because mm. I think some people have mentioned that some of them are a little wishy-washy. Mm-hmm. But the, every single person we had, the general that came in, the lieutenant, the lady that was the lieutenant that was yelling in my face. Yeah. Whoever you were, you were fantastic. You deserve an Oscar. <laughs> and what a brilliant use of the cast who yeah. is charged with moving people along the ride. Yeah. Right. Obviously, that's their role is to make sure you get from point A to point B. Yep. But why not make them just like, you know, uh, first order assholes in the process and just bring yep. even more of a reality to it. And That's great. when you have to meet up with your resistance, you're also in a stressful situation and they're moving you to the next point, yeah. but in a way that's part of the story. And I think it's just done so perfectly. Yeah. It yeah. is absolutely. And you know, the funny thing, Steve, you and I have talked, and I think a couple others have been on the ride, the smugglers run. Yeah. Wonderful in a nostalgic way. It's still a simulator, but done so much better than mm-hmm. um, star tours. Mm-hmm. This just takes it to a level like I've never experienced a ride. I've never experienced something like this. Like you, wow. it's three rides in one, and yeah. you just feel out of breath. I was walking out the exit gate, and I was actually had to I had to catch my breath. Wow! And you can stop at the exit and be you're still in the base. You're not even in the park back in like the air, main area. So going into this in retrospect, did you know how the flow was going to go? No. Like had you watched anything, or you had no idea what this was about? I had seen a couple of the ride shots, the videos, but they had blacked out sections of it purposely so you didn't get everything spoiled for Mm -hmm. you. So I had a feeling Mm -hmm. that I was going to be on a sit-down ride at some point, Mm -hmm. kind of like if if anyone out there listening has been on the Universal uh, Transformers uh, Mm. the ride, Mm -hmm. um, they have something very similar where you're in like with a group of people and you're moving really Mm -hmm. fast through a story that's being told that's a section of it, but just done to a level I've never seen. Mm-hmm. I mean, so interactive mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. God, Oh, you know, I even missed the section. There is another section where you do get pulled into a gun bay and there are these massive cannons that are coming over you mm-hmm. heating up and firing. And you have to wait for each one to fire. So the transports like flying underneath these things. And it's, it's so loud. If you really can't take loud noises, wear earplugs on this ride too. Oh, that reminds me actually. Oh, that's a good that's a good tip because yeah. I do I do have some hearing loss already from all the drumming all those years and uh yeah. if it's really loud sometimes it bothers me and I know it bothers you too. Yeah. Um do you well, shoot, I forgot my question. I earlier I was going to ask you. So no chance I'm getting an autograph from any of these people on the ride that are like playing this part, right? <laughs> you know no. those like Disney autograph books? Yeah, no. <laughs> they I'm going to tell you this, if you They're do not that, messing around. They will take your pen and they will take your pad and they will throw it on the ground and they will stomp on it. Oh, I love that. Yeah, it's that like they threaten to take your phones away 
at some oh. point. I don't think they would do it, but they get up in your face and they tell and they don't call them phones; they're devices. Mm. Your your rebel or your resistance devices, I think something to that effect. Yeah. And, um, all sorts of crazy things. I was trying to remember everything they told us, but it's well. It's, I remember. Okay, so my question came back to me. Yeah. Is there music? So when you're on the Star Destroyer and you're in the Star in the world of Star Wars, yeah. And you're going through this adventure. It is John Williams playing on the speakers within the Star Destroyer, or is it? Or how do they manage that? Do they use music as a as a device? I, I honestly can't remember if music was playing, but there were moments where so much ambiance was happening, so many sound effects, so many things were going on that yeah. I I wasn't paying attention to that. I was yeah. more like that feeling, like I said, out of breath and what's going to happen next and where yeah. do I look? Like when you're on the shuttle and you get attacked and then you get pulled onto the ship, yeah. so much is happening, you can't see everything. Yeah. You have to be looking forward because that's where you're going. But if you look behind you, you're seeing your, your friends and X-Wings getting blown up and pass over the ship behind you on the viewfinder. Yeah. You see the planet fading that's away in cool. the background. So mm-hmm. you have to be constantly looking and moving. And yeah. that there is the feeling of you don't stop. So yeah. even when you get uh, taken prisoner, you have a moment to take a breath when you're being captured and standing there and mm. not interrogated, but just intimidated. You you are being lined up like prisoners and there are a bunch of first order around you. And that's the only moment you really have to breathe and they start moving you out right away. So those shots that I got of inside that star destroyer, you have to have your phone ready. Mm. If you And I kept it very like incognito up against my chest, not sticking my hands up in the air or yeah. anything. Don't draw attention to yourself unless you really want to be called out. And then they come after you. Hmm. They really do. Like wow. I, I can't tell you how many people were getting yelled at. So during the ride, um, were there areas of the ride or in the queue or inside the Star Destroyer that you can scan and like with with your phone? You know how Batu is very interactive. You can walk up to things and scan them and and. I'm not sure about that because okay. again, the ride doesn't lend itself to moments where you can be a fan, like a tourist. There are that th- those moments in um, Smuggler's Run. Okay, within the queue, and I think maybe even in the waiting area to board the Falcon, you can scan things. I'm gonna say that's a fascinating uh, thing to think about because I didn't think about it when we were first before you get on the yeah. evacuation shuttle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are moments where you're not really doing. Yeah. A lot, but listening to the idea of the story. And right, there are two right, main, right. Two yeah. main rooms where there yeah. could be possible things you can do that in. Did the do you, do you recall the actors treating anyone different if they had a you know like a Darth Vader shirt versus a, a Falcon shirt or anything like that, or everyone was treated equally as Every, equal scum? Everyone was scum. Okay, you were taken off. In fact. I had my Boba Fett action figure on me. Oh, in your pocket? In my yeah. pocket. Yeah, and I yeah. actually had them sticking out like I've done a couple times. Did they times. call it out? They didn't call it out, but it didn't matter. Okay. It didn't matter. The only time that happened was uh, later on after I exited the ride, ran into Chewbacca. He was a little upset that I had Boba Fett. Oh, yeah. yeah cause I imagine the, why. Put his put his best friend in carbonite. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I had to tuck him away to get a yeah. selfie with him. So, uh, Yeah, I uh, saw you. That was a cool picture, man. Yeah. He wasn't cool. happy. He wasn't happy at first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Will this ride uh, – so, so – you don't have an annual pass. It's not something that you do regularly. 
would would this ride um, and the Batu experience, or in addition to the Batu experience, is that something that you might want to do again? Is it something that you might want to invest in in terms of like going again? I'll definitely go again. I'm gonna have to wait and see how the 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 initial launch of this ride happens coming this yeah. this Friday, I think it is the seventeenth, mm-hmm. um, for West Coast. Uh, so the catch is it's a long wait. Uh, I was lucky to do this mm. kind of cast member guest thing. It was yeah. more of a test of the ride. Um, let's get into some of that real quick. But I'm going to say as a, as an opening thing, um, there were breakdowns, a lot of them. Uh, I think Not while was, you were on the ride, but during the day, you mean? During the day, but we had friends that were part of a larger group of the people that invited me there that yeah. were on ahead of us, and they were on the ride when it broke down. Yeah. So they were escorted off the ride and had to come back at a later time to do it again. Yeah. So here's the catch. The wait was not long at all. You Mm. move through it really quick. But when there's a line of opening day people, I'm seeing a long wait. Well, so my understanding is that the boarding uh, number assignments will help ameliorate some of that, right? So if you get in the park, you open the app. Once you're in the park and the park is officially open, you can get your boarding group. Yeah. But you might just – it might be five hours until you're, it's your boarding group. That's but, that's the plan, and I think that's based off of how East Coast uh, over yeah. there in Florida it was it was handled. right, which is almost like a fast pass situation. Like you're basically queuing up for a full day of fast passes. Yeah. From, so from here's the, the catch on. with that. Here's the big tip out of all this. The reviews great, loved all this stuff. But here's the big tip for this. Okay. Do that. First thing, yeah. when you get to Disneyland, get there at opening and yeah. do that absolutely first. Yeah. Because it really will be packed. And I know yeah. a lot of people, there were people that were there for Saturday normal park openings. Right. And that whole section of Batu was just jam-packed of people yeah. wanting to see just right. into the queue. Right. So I'm, I'm telling you now as a fan, as somebody who just experienced that. Yeah. Get that group number or however that works yeah. first thing in the morning, uh, and you should have a better chance of getting on. And hopefully, because it here's the thing, it broke down a lot, and mm-hmm. I'm not criticizing them. I know it's a lot of work to maintain something like that. But unlike the Smuggler's Run ride, you don't have these section off pieces of it where like seven or eight groups or whatever mm-hmm. they call them, pods or whatever. If one goes down, most of them are going to keep running or operating. If this ride goes down, it's down. It's down. Yeah. Well, what's interesting about and why I asked that question is that, you know, the south end of Batu, which is down towards the the Country Bear yeah. area, right? The yeah. Hungry Bear restaurant, walking up to the Rise of the Resistance ride. That part has always been really so far, it's only been for people walking in and out there's virtually nothing to look at down there yeah until you get to the entrance to the rise of the resistance and then there's a there's an x-wing there black spire that's right after the x-wing yeah right um but now with the ride down there i'm wondering if it's going to be more crowded if they're going to use that space more effectively if they're going to put some shopping down there um, they do it, have shopping right near uh, the entrance and exit. Uh, there's a, like four of these kind like of a booth kiosk or, or a kiosk. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Those have been there before this, yeah. but now yeah. you get almost a bottleneck because people are there to see. The, there is a show that Chewbacca does with Ray at the X-wing. I don't know if that's. Oh been, yeah, up on the X up on the X-wing stage right there. Right there. 
yeah. there's an A wing yeah. there also. So that all happens in this kind of little area where the entrance to the ride is. Uh, when that's going on, you're on your own. Yeah, like, seriously, right. it's it's jam packed. Well, the other thing is that as a so I am a pass holder, mm-hmm. and when I've been, I mean, since Galaxy's Edge has been opened. It's been pleasantly not crowded. Yes. I mean, the most I've ever, the most crowded it's ever been was like the first couple of weeks. Yeah. And um, it's always been very manageable. Uh, and, you know, much has been written about that, about how the crowds weren't uh, what Disney was expecting. Yeah. And in fact, they took a loss, I think a couple of points for their, in the, their first quarter and I don't know, in 50 year, like the Disney's never had a loss. Yeah. Um, and we've talked about that on the show, but I'm just wondering if this is going to impact the crowds. If people are going to go specifically for this ride, a lot of other pass holders like me can't wait to go. And we're all going on day one. Is it going to continue? I don't know. Another big star Wars attraction coming to Disneyland to me means me means more crowds. Well, if we think about this, they only have one ride in In galaxy's edge In galaxy's edge. Um, And as much as we were all excited about it, it's fairly quick. Like yeah. you're in and out of there, even with long lines. Uh, it's a good ride. There's, yeah. it doesn't actually feel that long waiting in the queue um, on a decent day. And like you said, and we've talked about, it wasn't busy for a couple, well, more than a couple months, three, four months. Right. Um, but I have this feeling that things are shifting and changing. Opening this new ride, the promotion that's happening. You now have two major rides in this section of the park. Yeah. The nice thing that Disney did was, uh, unlike Toontown, and I know Disney World's quite a bit different with the way the lands are, are structured, mm-hmm. and it's bigger, more uh, sparse. Like, you have to go travel to other areas to yeah, visit. Yeah, there's more space between. Yeah. Yeah. But unlike here, everything's connected, and you're in one major section, and that's it. Downtown Disney, California Adventure, and Disneyland, you can walk everywhere. Right. You don't have to actually leave or shuttle or whatever. You can do all of it within a walking time yeah. time frame. So the cool thing about it is unlike Toontown, which is basically a cul-de-sac, you're trapped. You go in yeah. one way, you have to come out the same way, and it's it's a nightmare. If West Coast people know this from Disneyland. If you visited, if you've been to Toontown, you're trapped in this almost like Toon nightmare, mm. um, and many people talk about that. What they did wonderful about Galaxy's Edge is you have three entrances. It it alleviates that traffic. Mm -hmm. There is, uh, what I learned this time was the middle entrance. Actually, if you want the experience, you do the main entrance, uh, which will take you to that reveal of the Falcon. Mm -hmm. Um, But if you come in the sideway... I like that middle entrance myself, yeah. It's massive. Yeah. And there's no feeling at any time that I was there, multiple times on Saturday, that I ever felt crowded. Yeah, you walk past those moisture evaporators yeah. on the right, and you kind of walk right into the middle of the city, sort of. It's and great. You can wind your way back to the Falcon on the right, but yeah, yeah, yeah. There's mm. they really like laid that land out perfectly, and yeah. then you have the third entrance or exit, which is over into the Country Bear area, the old yeah. Country Bear and yeah. Splash Mountain and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Right, exactly. So uh, my overall feel on that is uh, I think they got themselves a really great land. I, I, if they do more stuff or want to expand, they have the opportunity to do it. Mm-hmm. It seems like there's space down again on the south end. Yeah. I'm not sure. I'd have to map out what's behind it, but I think, or I guess it would be to the east, would be really just um, like um, 
not Ball Road and, you know, some parking and stuff back there. Downtown Disney is going to back up into Downtown Disney. Yeah, but, but honestly... I mean, there's some space back there. They could build some stuff. They have some opportunity to expand and, yeah. and make the story more relevant or up-to-date or whatever. I think I think they did a wonderful job and thinking forward, you know, just... Mm-hmm. And bringing mm-hmm. this new ride in is was such a great idea. I mean, it really is the experience you want out of this. You feel way more involved with everybody. And you see all these characters running through there and doing their little cosplay story moments, which I got to see more of this time. Right. But now those same characters are all part of this ride. You know, I hope it stays that way. I mean, I I, I love, like, how they built Batu to be very inclusive. So you can't buy a Star Wars t-shirt there. Yeah. Everything you buy either says Black Spire or there's no Star yeah. Wars logos anywhere. Yeah. It's all it's it's as if you're in Star Wars. You're not I you're not you're not buying a Star Wars souvenir, you're buying a Black Spire Outpost souvenir. And I think that's yeah. super cool. And I hope it stays that way. Um I do too. I I, I hope they keep the actors in the ride doing the same thing. They they really should. I, I don't see Disney changing that. Yeah. I, unless something doesn't work right but honestly even walking through the little uh, marketplace yeah uh, we stopped into the little animal shop where all the stuffed animal sure. toys are uh-huh. and stuff yeah. and again it's a merch shop but you don't feel like you're in a Disney merch booth or right. anything the it's lady shop. oh the lady that was running it is in full character she starts talking about these exotic animals that just came in this morning and we should see this whatever cat it was I'm like alright so yeah. and, and everything's she, credits yeah 24 credits 24 credits <laughs> Yeah. She was amazing. And yeah, I'm like, this like is that. what I really appreciate. They, they greet you with bright suns. Yeah. You know, so great. It's pretty cool. Yeah. All right. So uh, needless to say, you give this ride two big thumbs up, it sounds like. Massive. I really, it's for the experience. Go do this. It's just so much fun. Yeah. And and fingers crossed that they work out those little bugs and, and, and problems. But uh, again, it's you know it's a brand new ride. Yeah, I'm hoping that they kind of get the idea of what the, the issues are and that yeah. it doesn't break down at all. If well, that's one of the reasons they have these employee previews also. So yeah. before the general public can, comes, they can they can iron this stuff out. I, honestly, even if it does, I don't think it will ever be as worse as the like first year of Splash Mountain. I think that thing broke oh, down. Oh yeah, that thing was that <laughs> thing was time. messed up all the time. Yeah, but yeah. you know, again, it happens. I just you're gonna have an experience and that's the yeah. only way you feel like you're in the movie that's the only way to say it you feel like you're and not even like a 3d thing it's real there are real people that really help you out of a situation or want to terrorize you and put you <laughs> in a room and torture you they torture you yeah. at some point so well, you feel like you're in the movie yeah I mean, you can't much you can't heap much better praise than that yeah that's great all right. Well, Scott, thanks for coming by and for uh, congratulations on getting to go. And I'm glad you're cashing in your uh, your chips as, a, as an important <laughs> member of the Star Wars uh, podcasting media. This is good. Huge thanks. Huge thanks to everyone that put this together. So thank you again, Joe and Dane. Uh, and Steve, I'm always glad to talk about this stuff. This is for the show, man. This is some good stuff. They're like, we we have to listen to this episode. So, somebody's. It's a tough job. But it's a tough job. Someone's got to do it. <laughs> All right, Scott. Thanks, buddy. We'll talk to you uh, on the next episode. Next episode. Thanks, buddy.